What up, everybody? want to welcome y'all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. This week, we're going to tackle a few topics, and it's going to intersect between religion, culture. Is there any history in this? No. Not really. I don't know. Just religion and culture. And that voice that you're hearing is another Emmanuel. Not Emmanuel Williams, but my boy Emmanuel Pierce. Yeah. Say what's up to the people, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? How you guys doing? It's Emmanuel Solomon here, just uh, Hello, chilling with my boy Emmanuel Williams, the younger, the young Emmanuel. The younger? What you mean? Uh, I'm a more experienced, yeah. wise for yeah. his age, but appreciate you having me on the show, man. Oh, no doubt, man. No doubt. It was a... Uh, it was a matter of time, you know what I mean? So I'm glad to have this go down. Episode 25, man, it's going down. So uh, you can check out the show page on Instagram at SXSNDLS. You can check me out on Instagram, Emmanuel since 85 um, The page on Twitter at SXSNDLS. Uh, Emmanuel Williams on Facebook. How can people reach out to you, E? Um, you can uh, check me out on Facebook, uh, Emmanuel Solomon. Page there. The name is not Emmanuel Solomon on there. It is. No, it's not. It's Emmanuel Pierce. Sure. Hey, can you share? Hello, baby. Um, you, you just go to go to my name, Emmanuel Pierce, <laughs> and you will find me on there. And then I've got a, another page on there that's Emmanuel Solomon with different videos Hello, on there. And then I've also got um, God with Us project that's through my Hello, um, through my uh, regular site. I mean, my regular uh, Facebook. Hello, baby. I ain't seen any man Solomon one, bro. Is that like just on the low? Um, no. What I did was I put out a lot of videos, took uh-huh. took some off, and I also got some on YouTube. But um, mainly right now, if you wanna if you wanna check me out, you can find. What up to my folks on live? Who to y'all? Okay. Hey. So um um, can you go on Facebook and share? Now, what you what you do is you open the app. And then you start. From there. <laughs> yeah. We might be here for a while. <laughs> oh shoot! Hey, so the, the topic magic. the topic today. Well, actually, before I get into the topic, man, I want you to tell the people if you can while you're doing that. Um, you know what you've been up to, what you've been working on. I don't think a lot of people seen you, you know, um, lately. So tell the people what's, what's been going on with Emmanuel Solomon Pierce. Man, um, I'm not going to multitask, so I'm, we're going to have to we're going to have to put a pin on the uh, Facebook for a second. Oh, no problem. Don't even worry about but, it. But um but man, I I've just been growing, growing spiritually, growing as an entrepreneur, learning my gifts. I think that's one of the biggest things okay. that I've been on is like, man, I, how do we get people uh, to to find out about their gifts and and use them mm-hmm. and then um how, how do we equip them and then help them to use that to create something for themselves? Because I, I really believe in entrepreneurship and not having somebody dictating the rest of your life based off of a paycheck. That's but that's true. just me, though. But. I feel you. <clears throat> yeah. So, what, so, so what's the, so you have your personal page. What's the Emmanuel Solomon page? What does that consist of? E- Emmanuel Solomon consists of um, materials that are going to help you, um, motivation. It's going to help you in your people skills, how you mm. connect with people, communication, things like that. Yeah. Um, then my God With Us project is just encouraging believers and helping them to stay on track and giving you a little encouragement for your day and get, you have some tools there for you to if you just want to learn some basics about Christianity. So Work. 
yeah, that's 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 what I got going. Um, it's gonna. I'm, I'm going to. I promise. This uh, both pages will be a lot bigger, and I'll get my YouTube um, a lot bigger here soon. But um, I'm moving in my direction, and everything is is, is coming along. Word word. Well, yeah. Well, <clears throat> speaking of that, you know about you know you teaching people about Christianity, man. Uh, let's just get into it, man. So the topic. Let's do it, man. Is twenty seventeen Christian Hills Drive. Mm-hmm. So it's basically uh, our take on Christianity as of what we see today. So I'm a Christian. I'm, def- you- I'm definitely Christian as well. Okay, for sure, for sure. So we we speaking about, it's a little bit of family business, you know what I mean? Um, but it's also, it's just things that we're, that we're seeing in society. Um, now, when we've been talking, you know, in our weekly meetings, whatever, like, you know, this is something that you want to talk about. So tell me about like, why is something that just jumps out to you of, of why you want to speak about what's going on in Christianity in, in 2017? You know what I mean? Man, that, that's a great point. I'm, I, I got to the point in my life where I was like, is there anybody else who feels me who's a Christian who's out here really trying to live this life? Because yeah. I, I got around, you know, um, a lot of people that um, are Christians. I'm not going to say they're not Christians, but they're Christians, but they don't really put in the work um to 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 mm. to um tell, tell me about this work tell me about this work <laughs> and and let me get i want to make sure that they get this clear yeah you're not going to be saved by your works right but there's work involved in being a believer in christ you can't just sit back and say you have faith but you don't have no actions accompanied with what you say you believe okay i always try to give this illustration if you if you come to a to a basketball game and you call yourself a hooper but you come in jeans okay you come in jeans tight ones and you come in chuck taylor's and you're hooping you're playing basketball but you're not a hooper mm. you're not a real hooper you're not a basketball player but what about that dude that just got mad game and he just got done smoking a cigarette and he come out there and just give you a couple moves though that's adrenaline that has nothing to do with a real life skill but there's people that 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 were that are Christians, man, and oh, man. and they just don't. It's it's just like, man, you're coming out there. You, you're supposed to be on the team. You ain't got the right jersey on. You don't have shorts on. Okay. You just want to take the victories, cause mm-hmm. you know we winning in Christ. But you want to take the victories, but it's like uh, you got to put in some work too. There's there's some obedience that comes with that. There's mm-hmm. some there's some time. You got to know a little bit about your Bible, cause I mean. We got so many people nowadays that don't believe in God, that don't believe in Christ, mm-hmm. and it gets tiring, man. And you, you want to have some believers that are going to have your back, mm-hmm. that are going to stand on the word, so that so that you're not getting stabbed in the back when you stand on what you already know. Because the worst so I'm going to say, like, is that is that something? Is that is that the pain point for you? Like not knowing who's really with you. That's part of it. Okay. Part of it is is not knowing, um, you know, who's in there with you. Because, you, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that there's always been a, a, a multitude of, of people that are just going to stand for God and stand for, for, for things. But there used to just be more people that at least that were Christian mm-hmm. abided by certain rules, a, a code, you know, mm. at least... At least if you're not going to do, you know, what the Bible says, you're not 
condoning it. Like it used to be like people that they knew maybe they were a Christian, but they're going through something and they'll say, Hey man, you know, just pray for me. I'm, I'm out here or whatever the case is now Mm -hmm. though. People have no shame, so they're like, I can do this. I don't want you to tell me nothing. And I'm a Christian. And I'm getting my rewards. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and, and I'm bringing in false religion into it. And you can't oh, tell me nothing. Shoot. So it's like, now, man, there's so much going on. I'm like, can we just go back to the basics? Let's go back to the Bible. Let's go back to the Word. Let's go back to what Jesus was talking about and make it real simple. So, <clears throat> so to kind of bring it like rein it in like so as of right now what would you say like and y'all can chime in too live um what would you say christians are known for like right now you know what i mean like if you just had to ask somebody like on your outside looking or inside looking out you know what i mean what are christians known for so inside looking out i believe it used to be that we were uh the people that you go to that are stable that have stable uh families homes mm-hmm. uh, even if there was stuff going on they they still had some stability there mm-hmm. um, but nowadays man it's uh, Christians are known for doing everything else that everybody else does so there's not a big differentiation between the two mm-hmm. so with me man now I, I mean Christian is a, is just a word that people throw around like 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 use Kleenex man. <laughs> It's it's not, and I feel I feel like the the holiness part is going away. Mm-hmm. Um, the the obedience part, the the reading your Bible so that you know what what your Bible says rather than having somebody being um, you know relying on somebody else. Yeah, I feel that. So that's inside looking out. So outside looking in, what do you think Christians are known for now? Man, they, I think, I think really people are just they don't like Christians no more. Man. Why, why, why they don't like us, man? <laughs> um, what, are, what are we doing? Well, part of it is is our fault, you know, because I can't say that everybody who does something wrong that's a Christian is not a Christian, because that's not true. Mm-hmm. I think that we've done a lot with like racism man like racism within within mm. christianity mm. also um you know hating others um you know I, okay this is i always want to say this just because um a person doesn't believe what you believe and i'm speaking from a christian standpoint mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you have the right to hate them to um, to shame them or condemn them mm-hmm. without I mean at first just just there yeah it's it's really about love I'm not saying that there's no um, correction I'm mm-hmm. not saying that there's no um, that there's no um, accountability mm-hmm. but you gotta love people like Jesus loved people he was he was in the streets with people you know and he was he was out there washing feet and he was feeding people and he was um, you know doing miracles and mm-hmm. and uh, and he was loving on people and I feel like that part has gone away and people as Christians a lot of time they just want that power because mm-hmm. there's a power with being a, a, a Christian but they take that and abuse it 
and I've mm-hmm. seen that you know throughout history uh, and, it, and it just makes us look bad and it's continued to, to make us look bad and I, I just I want to change that it, me personally yeah well the one of the first things that you touched on bro I mean that's one of the reasons that kind of had me like really stepping back and rethinking like how I approach my walk or like especially my relationship to the church was uh was the racism that we see in Christianity and it's so it's so prevalent and uh I think it's 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 tough man to like to stand for the word and uh but you see so many people especially like politically like the Republicans mm-hmm. how they use they use man. Christianity and Sit abuse it you know what I mean so because they know that we're a loyal group of people Right. So if oh what they say Jesus oh what they say oh abortion oh okay you got my vote you know what I mean? right and right. they they know if they say a few key words mm-hmm. they can get even Trump you know talking about he's saved but he don't ask for forgiveness like what kind of what kind of saved is, you know what I mean but uh <laughs> yeah. but it's just like I, I don't know man that that part of it is something that we're known for um you also said like so that's racism abuse of power all that type of stuff you know what I mean right yeah. But there's a few there there's still there's still people that still cling to the fact that there are good Christians and I wanna encourage you guys if you if you're listening to this podcast you can look at the you're look if you're if you're you know, looking at this podcast and and you're thinking like, Man, is Christianity real? Are there people who really stand for, for what God says? There are, man, and I and I believe that we're two of them, you know, and we've we've continued to try that i'm not gonna say we're not perfect at all but there's a standard that we live our life by and there's a standard how we treat our children and our wives um and and i just i just think we need to get back to that and be men so there's so there's a part of that where i feel you and there's a part of that that's like that's very muddy okay tell me about the muddy part when you say the standard like that's that's loaded you know what i mean because there's a part of me where it's like all right i kind of get what you're saying just because i'm from a christian background and i am a christian right but also there is an outside looking in and there's a part of me that i see where i hear about the standard is just like doing and saying the right things because there's some people that are very churchy and that can speak right, the language. Right. And you, I mean, we know, we see it all the time. People that do all the right things in front of the right people, say all the right things, and they're living up to the standard. And even me, like, I got caught up in I that. Because I wouldn't say that's the standard. Though. I know. That's just, that's what wolf and sheep's calling. You no, know? but that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's loaded because the standard is, it's almost like an appearance of ethical behavior. Hmm. And to me, that's not Christianity. That's not even close to Christianity. You know, to me, Christianity is following Christ, being honest, being transparent. And it's it's a process of growing and yeah. becoming who Christ is creating you to be. Right. Now, in that process, it's not going to be pretty. You know, and, there, and it, because we can get so caught up in appearing a certain way. Or just doing the right things and feeling confident in the works that we do. But we're not even actually doing the work that really needs to be done as far as, like, surrendering, 
and being honest with God and being honest with ourselves, mm-hmm. because we're caught up in trying to keep up those appearances. You feel me? No, I, I get you. I'm I'm 100 with you. Yeah. Um, I just I just think that when I when I when I say standard, I mean um, principle, foundation. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, first, do you believe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again? Do you believe that he is the son of God? Do you believe that he is God? Do you believe that he has power over the enemy? Mm-hmm. Do you believe that when you die, that you will be raised with Christ? Do you believe that uh, the Bible is real? Do you really believe that it's God's words coming from these people? Do you like standards? Like when we come, when we don't have a foundation or a standard, everybody else you have all these different influences telling us what we should believe, how we should believe. I so I just think, I, I think right now it's like you got to have some kind of foundation. Like mm-hmm. everybody else has a foundation. If you want to be a multimillionaire, they're going to tell you do X, Y, and Z. You got to work hard. You have to put in the, the time. You know, they talk about 10,000 hours. And, and when they get to that point, mm-hmm. they don't complain about, the journey they don't complain about the fact that they had to work hard and they, they know that that built them up so when i'm talking about christianity and being having a standard like believe in god pray when things get tough mm-hmm. you know um faith you know so it, it and we were talking about this earlier like you have to work and pray you know there's mm-hmm. an action that comes along with your faith Mm-hmm. It's not just by itself. Like, you're not gonna lay down and hope that God takes away all your problems. You, mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes you will wait. But so, how do you how do you think? Do you think this is something that's always been going on, or you think this? You feel like it's kind of a newer, like it's a newer phenomenon, like the way that Christianity operates right now, like based upon like it's a new old thing. It's a new old thing. I'm going to tell you, you remember that story, the story of Joshua? I'm going to tell you this real quick. I hope you guys read your Bible in Joshua. There's This is a time where um, after um, Moses, um, Moses' generation, a whole bunch of Moses' uh, people in that generation died. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Joshua and a few others were were still believers at that time, mm-hmm. and if I if I if I'm saying it right, and I'm, I hope I'm not messing this up, but there was a time shortly where um, I think it was shortly after Joshua where they they didn't pass on the the commands, they didn't pass on um, what God mm-hmm. had done to the next generation, right? And that next generation was more evil than the previous, mm-hmm. and so like. I think about our generation right now, like our parents, um, so a lot of them had that older generation that told them, and hey, I don't care what you're doing, but you're going to church on Sunday. That's real. You're going to church on Sunday mm-hmm. and, and you're going to be around the presence of God so that you know this when you go, when you, when you, when you, um, move forward in your life. Mm-hmm. Then we had another generation that, that next generation, which was like, I, uh, you know, my parents uh, drug me to, to church and they he, they made me do things. And, and this is a part where I take, I think Christians, we need to take responsibility is that mm. we had lack of knowledge. So even when we were trying to incorporate, you know, the rod of correction, mm-hmm. a lot of time that was abused. 
Not saying that you can't, you know. You so you're saying there's too many whoopings? What I'm saying is, there was there were certain things that 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 weren't there. There wasn't an understanding. It was like they took one thing out of the Bible. They didn't understand that the rod of correction means discipline as well as uh, a spanking on the hand. It doesn't just mean a spanking on it means that you're no, they training. Wasn't, they wasn't spanking on the hand though. You know That's why we don't even whoop our kids now. <laughs> because we scarred, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we are scarred, bro, from our childhood. Bro, you must have got those harsh whoopings, bro. I only got like a few <laughs> solid whoopings and I got regular spankings. So I got like, you know, on the hand. But no, I, got I got a few I got old school whoopings, bro. With anything that wasn't <laughs> attached to the ground, <laughs> like that's the type of whoopings I was getting, bro. You was getting, you was getting the, the Hot Wheel tracks, bro. Nah, I was just getting that wooden spoon out the out the uh, out the kitchen, bro. That's not bad, bro. What, that's nah, not bad. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> when you eight years old, <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. So there was there was a, a change, man, uh, and in that understanding and so the good part was they still brought people back to church and and they still brought brought people up to know who god is Mm -hmm. but at the same time sometimes there's some perverted stuff in there that they didn't they they didn't teach people so with our with our generation with the millennials you know age what's the age range like 23 to 34 ish okay our generation is like 30% 30% less churched than the previous two generations, or at least maybe baby boomers or something like that, you know? Um, so it's kind of what you're, what you're saying is like, so our parents generation didn't instill upon the next generation as much. No, I still think that we got it. Okay. I, I'm saying that the generation below that I would say like the, the, 26 down mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they that, wasn't they're not raising church they weren't raising church at all their parents was like I'm gonna let my kids make their own decisions mm-hmm. at 6 and <laughs> um, and that's that's you know I'm, I'm gonna let them I'm gonna let them make their own decisions but at the same time I'm gonna allow the world in the world system to saturate my children with garbage on TV and mm. movies and all that but we're not gonna protect them against that but we're gonna keep them away from God. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. But this, so this generation, you that's it's kind of harsh, bro. Tell because, me because we didn't grow up with the internet. This generation is growing up with too much information. So when there's a restriction of information, for one, your, your brain can't, we're reading that in the book, bro. Your brain can't process as much information as we throw at it. So once you start throwing too much information, you get confused and you can't even recall what you just learned because you're getting too much. That's why the dude was saying, don't read too uh, in excess. Yeah. Don't, don't read too much. He said two fact-based books at one time. You know what I mean? That's what he's saying. Low information diet. And so when you, the, the, the previous Tim Ferriss, by Tim the way. Ferriss, a uh, four hour work week, dope book. So when you, um, so when, when those previous generations, they had for one, either, either minimal TV or no TV, <laughs> like our ba- like baby boomers, like they had li- limited TV. Like TV went off, you know what I mean? Right. At one point in time, and then it, and it, and we grew up in more of like the cable generation. So TV, 
was almost starting to be 24 seven. And then this next generation is growing up with the internet. These kids got phones at a young age. That's parents though. No, it's not parents, but that's to let your parents. No, no, no. I mean, you don't have to let your kids have a cell phone at like nine, but that's, <laughs> but that's the way of the world though. I mean, if we, if we were kids, we would have phones at nine or 10 years old. And so, uh, this, so you can't, it's, it's hard to, to I push it on the sixteen, I didn't. I didn't have a cell phone until I was in college. You know what I mean? But like, it's hard to. It's it's a little it's a little harsh to to say this because this this generation we don't even know, like. Luckily, we came out of that era where we didn't grow up with on Facebook. Like MySpace came out what, in college? No, in high school maybe. I think MySpace was yeah. high school. Yeah. Facebook was college. Right. Like face, Facebook came out when we were what sophomores in college or something like that. Freshman year of college. So it's like. They got everything, bro. Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, like, and it, so it's, there's so much being thrown. It's like, because of that, now we have to figure out how do we reach our kids and keep their attention with their, with so much being thrown at them. But it don't matter what generation, the parent is the main determination of what the, what a kid is going to be t- intaking. Like my father, even, even though he, you know, I'm not going to say he was the strongest Christian, but. He didn't let me watch everything and he didn't let me, I had to sneak to, <laughs> to watch those things that I, you know, that, that he didn't want me to watch. And so, um, there was a filter, there's a filter system to where one, your parents were there when you were watching TV. Like now we have that's generations. That's because you had one TV in the house. Now you got TV in every no, room. No, bro. And you got, and you don't even need TV because you got TV on your phone, bro. These no. kids got so much access to everything. What age group are we talking about? Because the, 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 you're fundamentally going to be helping them develop themselves. Like what from, I mean, really from age zero to, 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 to 20. But what I'm talking about is when you're nine years old and you're 10 years old, and you have all the freedom to do X, Y, and Z. You're gonna, you're going to open those doors. That's just what you do because you're curious. Mm-hmm. But if you have to have some kind of, your parents have to be that filter. I was talk, I was um, checking out Miles Monroe, man, and mm-hmm. and he's just been talking to me, really speaking to me about like management and being a man and protecting your family. You have to protect your family against these things. I'm not saying that you can't allow your kid to be on the internet or be on his phone or whatever, mm-hmm. be on her phone. But you have to guard the amount of content. You have to see, what are you listening to? Let me mm-hmm. listen to it with you. You're going to be on this for 35 minutes and then you're going outside. You're going to get into sports. Like you're not, you're going to do something other than just you gonna sitting see here. kids outside in his ash. That's, that's, that's <laughs> what you're going to do. <laughs> his ass phone from the sky. <laughs> Let's go outside, get, boy. You better get, get that asbestos in your lungs, boy. <laughs> make, make your lungs strong, boy. Like in my uh, day, we used to drink ashtrays <laughs> to take that cigarette in. No, but I, I get. I don't don't think I don't get what you're saying. You're. I I think what you're telling me is basically because of the amount of content is being thrown at kids from all directions. Yeah, it's a lot harder. What you're saying to it's harder. To, it's harder for the church to, in my estimation, it's harder for the church to continue to grab those kids and keep their attention. And so that's why we're seeing our generation kind of start to fade away from church because mm-hmm. the format of 
church of 2017 isn't too much different from church in 2007, 1997, 1987, 1977. And WhatsApp, all these different, all this stuff, mm-hmm. and just the way that we interact, you know what I mean, is not person to person anymore, like it used yeah. to be. And so, I think the church is a great thing because we we still have that person to person, like weekly consistency, but but the but the format of it and like the the pomp and circumstance of it. I think that's why in 2017, like now, like you don't see people just being drawn to, for one, like you said, parents aren't necessarily forcing their kids to go like they used to. We had no choice. Right. Now there's more freedom. Um, and then when we, when we get them there. And tell them why, this is the part when you tell them what I was saying is the reason why. Somebody. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I was going to say the reason why I believe though that, um. That a lot that that next generation kind of went get you get your mom, huh? You good? You good? Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was saying that the I believe that the reason why um, there's that you know that next generation was like we're not we're not taking our kids to school I mean to to church mm-hmm. necessarily and we're not forcing this and we're not doing that is because there was some abuse of the understanding of the Bible and the word and what Christianity mm. looked like. So mm. that's why I keep going back to that. It's like, so now, now it's like that next generation is like, I got beat for no reason. I got, I got beat or I got, <laughs> I got spankings for asking why. And oh, I really, I and I really just wanted to know why I really yeah. wasn't trying to back talk. Like mm-hmm. I, I really just wanted to know why, um, why after I clean this, do I have to sit down when it's really, really hard for me to sit down at three? I can't like I I can sit down for about one to three minutes, three, three max. But you want me to sit down in that corner and it's hard for me. And when I get up, you get mad at me. So what I'm saying is like there was some there was some lack of knowledge there. And because of that lack of knowledge, you know, sometimes when we don't have that, we just say, all right, I'm taking everything. I'm not doing nothing my dad told me. I'm not doing nothing my mom said. But there's some principles that you need to keep. Wisdom is the ability to be able to take some from this person and from this experience and, and reject the other parts. It's not it's not about one way or another. That's why it just bothers me sometimes when I hear, you know, blanket statements. Mm-hmm. This is good. This is bad. That doesn't, you know, those are easy Mm-hmm. most wisdom is being able to differentiate between the gray areas. Mm-hmm. You, well, like I'll give you an example. People say meat is bad. Vegetables are good. Meat is bad. Like we're listening to somebody else's understanding of it. We're, we're, we're not going into our, why is it bad? Why is it good? What does it do to the body? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is it excess of meat? Is it too much vegetables? Is it how we digest food? Mm-hmm. Those things people don't know, but they just, we just, we're so collective and we, 
after we hear it three times, we think it's it's, it's real. So oh wisdom, yeah, group, group think is at an all time high right now yeah. because the internet like things go viral and everybody thinks the same thing at the same time. Right. Because everybody's so connected. Right. And yeah, all, all I'm saying is we have to be wise and, and it's not stuff isn't easy. Life isn't easy. I've just realized that even more. It's super hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Life is hard, y'all. <laughs> and it's and you're not going to get a concrete answer all the time. That's why it's so important to, to pray and, and, and to ask God for wisdom and to ask God for understanding. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just believe that that understanding piece um so there was a gap. There was something missing in that in that mm. next generation. So they rejected so, the whole thing. So what my my mother uh, mother in law Carol she was saying, um, do you think parents engage spiritually, you know, with their kids like individually, maybe like they did back in the day? And I and my my answer to that question is no, I don't think so. So you give know? me an exact. What do you mean, brother? Like. Like, well, not as much with me, but I know, like, with my brother, like, my mom, he told me about, like, my mom having devotionals with him every day. Oh, that's tight. <laughs> you know, yeah. well, I mean, it's tight to an extent. <laughs> <laughs> it's tight to an extent, but, like, when, when like, you're a kid, alone, <laughs> when you're a kid, like, you don't understand, like, sometimes we, we be talking over our kid's head right. about Bible stuff and, like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And they're just like, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? So, right. he got it so much, and he didn't really... He, do, he, he didn't really understand, like, why. Like, this every day before I go to school. Like, you know what I mean? And so so there's that. But there, but is there any, any balance? I don't think there's as much balance as there used to be as far as, like, parents, like, pouring into their kids one-on-one. Because the world is just different, bro. Like, I, I but feel that's like... I, I feel, you got to like tell... Okay, this is so important. You have to tell the viewers what how you were raised because that's rare now. Yeah. Like, you know, like that you had these opportunities to, to where your parents sat down and read the Bible to you. Yeah. No, I mean, that's real. That's tight. Like, that's ain't nobody's, I mean, how many people's, you, one out of, you know, if you, if you check your friends, how many friends do you think, even Christian friends, yeah. parents sat down and did devotions with their kids? I don't know. And it, and I can't, I can't just recall like mad times that. I did, but there was, I mean, there was, there was time. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's normal to me because that's how I grew up. You know what I mean? But, uh, um, I know that with me, like Elijah's eight right now. And when I think about that question, like, do I pour into, pour into him like spiritually? Like, I don't think I do it as much as I need to, you know what I mean? Like, I can't remember the last time I sat down and read the Bible. It's probably like, not all, not all summer. You know what I mean? Like maybe last, like when school was going, we were reading consistently. So there's a lot more I know I can do. You know what I mean? Uh, spiritually. Man, I just started because I, you know, this is the part about being transparent. Is like I've only been really doing that. <clears throat> I've been consistent. I've got a little eighteen month old boy, mm-hmm. and so young is yeah, young mm-hmm. Israel. Shout out, little guy, little guy. Um, but anyway. I got convicted because for a long time I heard from different people pray with your wife. You guys need to pray and read the Bible together. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Pray with your wife. I mean, like year after year and I, I do it for a couple days and, and it'd be over. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I got convicted again 
by because I was listening to Miles Monroe again, who I'm liking again, kind of rediscovering some of his his stuff. And that is, man, as as men mm-hmm. and as Christian men, we have to teach our family. It's like it's our it's our job to teach mm-hmm. our family, our kids, and our and our wives. You know, because back I think that was one of the things that Adam failed to do um, with, with with the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. and, and so. We have to continue to do that, man. And I so I, I lately I've just been I just grab my little guy, man, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm rocking him to sleep, and I'm speaking a word over him, and I'm, I'm and I'm saying, you know, um, you know, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He don't understand nothing, but he's being protected right now. You mm-hmm. know, like uh, we're we're going into, you know, man, I love you, and 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 you're you're the head, not the tail, and he's he's just sucking on his binky, man. You don't know about that, but. But something, you know, is happening. I know it because yeah. I believe it. I know that God is doing something because when we started, when me and my wife started praying for him, his behavior in, in school started changing. Mm. He started, he, um, he like when we were praying about crying at night and, uh, you know, weeks later when, when we prayed together, God was just showing us that it, like, that he is real and that he does work and it does answer prayer so that was happening mm-hmm. and so we got to do that it doesn't matter if your kid understands yet mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're covering him man when when you're when your mom was doing that with with uh with your brother he might not have understood it but he knew somebody loved him and he was something about jesus i don't mm-hmm. know something something about jesus <laughs> but um there were things that were happening that we didn't see that your brother didn't experience because of what they did we mm-hmm. don't know what that is, but we know that, that God is protecting, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we we I feel like man, we gotta do that. We gotta we gotta bring back, I guess old school if we say it's old school. Bring back that old school, not re, not not being super religious, but that old school, um, faithfulness and obedience and and surrendering. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my take. No, I feel that, bro. I think that uh. I think that there's a there's a level of like acceptance that the church like the the direction that the church is kind of going in um as far as like trying to be trendy mhm or just trying to trying to blend in and and be cool and then it kind of like we we lose our our power <laughs> you know what I mean like when we try to conform to what's going on and um and i think so i think there's a there's a rebellious part of like some people were raised so strict right right and like you said we weren't some right. some people weren't really taught the word right they were just taught rules, rules yeah and they were taught basically religion. They were taught rules and religion. And I think there's a there's a and wrong religion too because it wasn't even in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, and, but I'm saying like they were taught religion and were like over faith. They were just taught like strict religious like do this, do that, do don't this, do that. Don't wear pants. Don't all of that, all mm-hmm. that stuff. And so I think I think where we're at right now is like there's a there's a rebellion from that the way that we were like brought up in the on the on the wrong path. So I was taught to well, this because people think church and Christianity is the same thing. Like Christianity is church, church is Christianity. They don't think that right. Christianity is like 
faith, like at daily, this is how I live my life. I share my life with these people. I pour into this person. This person pours into me. It's not just Christianity isn't just going to church on Sunday, getting dressed up, singing in the choir. And that's it. Right. And, you know, reposting churchy memes and like sending, you know, sending chain texts like say amen seven times and God's going to bless you 25 times, you know, like stuff like that. Right. And so I think that's a, I think there's a big disconnect between what people perceive Christianity is about and what it really is. And like what they, what they consume on a Sunday or what they see on TV or what they see in, in church, as opposed to what, what the faith is and how it, how it's supposed to be lived out or how it can be lived out in more than just one way, you know? Okay. Okay. So I think, that's another reason why like there's misconceptions and you know like we we're known for things that we probably shouldn't be known for in a church you know yeah yeah but i mean still at the same time like i was man I'm, there's a story um <clears throat> and i was i don't know have you ever been anxious like what like anxious for what anxious anxiety Oh, anxiety? anxiety? I never had anxiety. All right, everybody. I had anxiety. And I used to, like, and I never had it until until I got older uh, to where I actually had, like, bills to pay and that kind of thing. And, you know, it was like I felt felt um, really overwhelmed. Mm. And I would only have it, like, certain times. And I'd be like, man, I'd just be so anxious that I couldn't even feel like I could do anything like I didn't want to do that because there were so many things going on in my mind mm. and, and it was just just heavy man and you know a, a, a gentleman from my church I I could not I, I tell you it was at nighttime and I felt like I couldn't wake up I couldn't fully get up and I didn't want to go to sleep I was so tired but I couldn't go to sleep and I was anxious and all these different things and it was so crazy, man. I I called um, uh, uh, a leader at church, and he just prayed with me. Mm-hmm. And he, but but even before he prayed with me, he just talked with me. Mm-hmm. And I literally, like, just from him talking with me, a lot of that weight just started to subside. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those guys that just. He doesn't want anything from me, you know, and that's that that's that old school that I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. he's praying every day, like twenty minutes, thirty minutes. He's praying at his lunch break. Mm-hmm. And and then he just so happened and then during the conversation that we had, um, he was he was telling me, man, God was telling me I needed to talk to you. <laughs> and and he just started talking and man, the weight, the anxiety left. And it was really, man, like, uh, a lot of people talk about miracles. Well, I don't know if you want to call that a miracle, but it was something that was huge to me. <laughs> I remember mm-hmm. it, I'm telling you, on, on this show. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and you can have that kind of power and that kind of life um, if, you, if you're continually growing in Christ. Yeah. So even though we talk about, you know, the, the negative parts about the church, you still got those those deacons and those 
those elders that don't really care. Oh, come on, young man. Let me let me let me put hands on you. And, and I'm telling you, stuff happens. Like no, real do. real do. power real. from God happens. I'm not saying that they're the power, but they're being used because they're available and they're in their um, walking in the spirit, man. So, you know, I know I know we're not perfect, but but I think that our generation can start moving towards that direction. Yeah. So so how do we do that? What's uh what's the next step of moving from, you know, our our parents generation where, you know, they were forced to do stuff and part part of our generation where like you were just taught rules but not really taught relationship as far as having a relationship with Christ and relationship with God and praying and all that type of stuff and so where do where do we move from that, bro? Like how do we how do we guide people and take ourselves in that direction? Of creating that community, you know what I mean. That just shows that genuine love. Like, what's our what's our outlet? Man, I don't know. Everybody has different gifts and different things of God. I think it's really important to first have a good foundation. Mm-hmm. I think you need to know what it means to be saved. You know, was it? What does that mean? Tell the people what that means. I don't think everybody well, understand that. What is it be, just going to, to Sunday to be, and to be saved? You know, and you take. And I'm saying this is this from scripture, so you got to know your word and, and don't take it from, from my word, but go into the Bible and look at the scriptures on salvation, talking about for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him or puts their trust in him um, will not perish, but has eternal, but will have eternal life. Then there's scriptures like um, whoever um, uh, confesses with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Um, and believes in your heart, you will be saved. And and these are like declarations that that you know if you believe these things, you will be saved. Putting your trust and belief in Jesus Christ, your life, you're giving him your life in exchange for his life and the payment that he has has for you. So, I'm I think that's the first part. The second part is love. Just you have to try to try to spread that wherever you're at. I don't know a specific game plan because that's the biggest question of, of our life or of our life is how do we get everybody connected? I don't know if that's just what, like a, a singular thing or we just all individually got to start making some making things work. Mm-hmm. I don't know, E. Yeah. What do you what, what do you think? <sighs> what do I think, man? I got a few thoughts. But I kind of like hesitate to even say anything because I don't know, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it's like a huge problem. It's 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 huge, bro. But um, I think the main thing is, man, like just walking in the truth, bro. Like I think the main thing I think about is anything that's wrong. We can't just keep doing it because <laughs> of tradition. Like if we know something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Just stop, you know. Even it don't matter how uncomfortable or how like we have to start doing the right thing for the right reason. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, if it's, I think I don't know, man. And then how do you how maybe how do you do that? Like how do you? Because I've been working on this. Mm-hmm. Um, like this part of my life is like working on obedience. Yeah. And I'm like tracking it, how I track my habits and all that. Mm-hmm. I go in these weird circles where I go like 
I start doing really well, mm-hmm. and then I go and I'm di- then I become disobedient, mm-hmm. and then I become disobedient again. Yeah, and um, and then I have to learn a lesson, mm-hmm. and then I go and I and I'm you know so it's it's I haven't I haven't got to that point to where yeah. I'm just like where I feel like man I'm really consistently. There's still I still have areas that I hang up in and I'm I don't think I'll ever be perfect but two things. I do think that I can get a lot better at that just at being more obedient, like really listening yeah. to what God is telling me. Well that's that's a life process. Yeah. Like the man that prayed for you, how old was he? Not to say that it has to be age related as far as like he where was you're gonna old, be he was an older man. Yeah, but he might have been in your spot when he was your age and he needed somebody. So I think part of that is as Christians, when we're really taking our walk seriously, we kind of beat ourselves up for failure, you know, for moral failures or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we just have to keep a level mind about that. A mature a mind. Yeah. And just know that things are going to happen. We're not, we, we know we're not going to be perfect. Right. So don't beat yourself up. Because the last thing you want to do is go away from God because you... Because you're ashamed, you know what because I mean. Because you're ashamed of what you do. It's just like God knows what's going on. You know, He's here for you to help you. He don't want to see you run away. He loves you. Like mm-hmm. you know, so don't stray away from Him. He's the person that is on your side. He's rooting for you. you know? I believe that. Yeah. Um, what can we do? Okay, so this is this is what I think. I think that um, what we see in Christianity today. There's so much division. I think it's hard for those on the outside to take us seriously as far as being who we say we are, right? And so there's so many different denominations, so many different churches that don't even interact. So that's that's one thing that's highly disturbing to me as a Christian. And uh and it's, I mean, it's, it's very disturbing, almost to the point where I almost stopped going to church myself. But then I realized it's not about everything being perfect. It's never going to be perfect. But I do think that we can take steps as the body of Christ to build up the body of Christ by focusing on the body and not the building. So I think that's what we've gotten into. I think that's what you see. Christianity 2017 is more about the building than the body pastors not necessarily having good relationships leaders not having good relationships leaders not wanting to come together bring congregations together for the greater good of the body of the kingdom so you got this church doing this event over here i got a backpack drive i got a backpack drive i got a back to school drive why don't we all come together we can we, we can do more <laughs> together why do why does everything have to be separate? Why does it have to be this faction over here? I go to this church. Well, I'm a member over here. Like, why are we captive to one set group of people? Not to say that you don't need to have a core group of people, mm-hmm. but I think there has to come a time where we progress in our maturity as Christians to come together for common causes. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that name the name of Christ, but that don't interact. Why? You know what I mean? Like, there's so many churches in Portland, but mm, how many? We are the least church state. We're the least church, but you can, but you can see it. You you go through Northeast Portland. There's a church every two, three blocks. 
but do you know these people? They made a few. Do we do we do we come together? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how often does that happen? It doesn't happen often. It's like yeah. the church sticks to. I think it has own. to be a revival. Yeah. <laughs> and what what revivals are going on? In the last I think, 20 years. Yeah, the only things I, I ever hear about are like, you know, when, when a gospel artist comes to, to, a comes concert. to town or something. Yeah, but it like, for the most part, everything is super separated, bro. And I think we're, we're stronger together. And so I think if we as the body have to take more steps to show our solidarity and to repair those broken... I mean, there's broken relationships. Let's just be real. Mm-hmm. And so until we show that reconciliation and that love to each other it's going to be hard for the world to see what we're really about if we don't show them right you know you mean you mean with us like with us, us first like oh yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's always inside <clears throat> out it's always inside out yeah. it's always top down you know what i mean so um if if it's not happening at the top the rest of the organization is not going to flourish you know the patriots are the patriots because of Kraft, um belichick and brady those three solid they on the same page and everything else flows from that relationship. You know what I mean? So with us, we got God, Jesus, and we got all these dudes, all these pastors that aren't, you know what I mean? And so I feel like there's no good reason other than pastors having fear of losing members to other churches and therefore their money going down. And therefore, that's why I'm not going to that's why I'm not going to connect with this church because I don't want to lose my members to this church because they got something better going on. So I'm going to keep y'all over here and, um, you know what I mean, try to build up my little building. and You know what I mean? So I think there's there's a lot of that that goes on and uh, that's kind of hindering us as a, as a body. Hello, baby. You're going to talk about a lot of stuff. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. Yeah, Hello, man. Baby. I think we, uh, we have to unpack this a little bit more Hello, at a later baby. time, my brother. Yeah, man. I'm definitely down for that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to wrap up this here. 2017 Christian Hill Drive. This is part one. Next week, part two. Man, sounds good, but we'll have to make sure I get what you want to make it official. Yeah. And uh, make sure you uh, get some sleep on this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This ass ass took a toll on you. in my throat. You got dust in your lungs. Asbestos in my brain. <laughs> well, appreciate y'all for tuning in live. Uh, appreciate y'all for listening on SoundCloud here. Uh, once again, hit up the show page at SX, SXSNDLS on Instagram and Twitter. My personal page on Instagram, Emmanuel Since 85 uh, Emmanuel Williams on Facebook. Tell the people how to get a hold of you once again. E. Hello, you can just go to Facebook and check me out, Emmanuel Pierce or Emmanuel Solomon, and you can uh, check me out there. Oh, and Kendall said you looking like a young music soul, soul child out here, bro. Hello, Stop. How many times have you heard that? Stop. I think you're like a, a young Miguel, but it's all good Hello, either way. Man, I'm, older, like I'm older than all these guys, though. <laughs> Hello, all right, we well, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Catch y'all next week. Grace and peace. All right. Hello, baby.